You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On and you'll get $10 off your next order. Hope everybody had a wonderful week. I got a very, very special guest in store for you today. Uh, Tyler Wilson, former Razorback quarterback, eight days away from Razorback football being here. So it only seemed fitting to have Tyler Wilson on to not only talk about this year's team, but some of his past memories and, and the quarterback position. Just a guy who's a good friend of mine, close friend of mine, as well as uh, is able to offer a lot of insight on Razorback football as well. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome him in, Tyler Wilson. Appreciate you joining us, man. How you been doing? What's up, John? How are you? Thanks for Thanks for having me on. Things are good. Good here. Trying to trying to get through uh, uh, a little bit of this non-sport uh, off season or, or whatever it's been. I guess uh, with the virus, but last couple of weeks it seems like it's back to, to normal a little bit again. And, and uh, here we here we are into the first uh, first game of the season from the Razorbacks' perspective. So uh, I guess we're we're getting somewhat back to normal. Yeah, we are, and that's what people are excited about, just to see football once again. But I, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but given the COVID and how the you know the stadium only have like 25, uh, 25% of people there and the limited fall camp, no spring practice, like if you went back in time where when you were quarterback and all this happened while you were at the University of Arkansas, I mean, how, would, how do you think like you would have handled it without having spring practice, limited fall camp, just 10 SEC games? I mean – it just seems like it's a crazy time to be a, a any player in college football, but especially with that going on. Yeah, you know, I, I think that that you know, if you put me back on the field, it's probably not going to be a pretty pretty football game. <laughs> I can promise you that much. Without you know, especially with if you're a pass heavy uh, team, you know, I mean, it just it takes so much practice to to be able to to dial in timing and different things, and these guys. You know, I'm hearing that they've they've practiced a ton and they're ready to get on the field, but you know, I I, I don't I don't know. I mean, it just there's there's so many uh, variables that go into to uh, the, the limitations have been put on these guys that you know the the product on the field has not been you know probably what some had hoped. I mean, I think you saw it last Sunday with Brady. Uh, you know, again talking about NFL versus college, but uh, there's been so much hype about the uh, you know the Buccaneers and Brady and. And, uh, you know, it takes a while for new teams and new people and new chemistry to mesh. And, uh, you know, that was the, the talk of the offseason, but certainly uh, a hiccup as they play, uh, you know, more of a veteran team with, uh, that has, has that chemistry together. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting what, what Sam Pittman and staff, uh, Kendall Browns and, and Felipe Franks are able to do on field in a game environment for the first time. Uh, having to juggle everything they've had to juggle this offseason. And Tyler, not winning a conference game over the past two seasons and even going back to a season before that of, uh, you know, continuing that streak as far as not winning any games, there's room for improvement all over this team, but where do you see that this team may improve the most? Well, I, I think, I think to me, it's, it's camaraderie of uh, an expectation of, of, you know what what they can what they can achieve and and the product of 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 the, of the type of football they put on the field 
and how competitive they are. Uh, you know, I remember in the early days of, of uh, Bobby Petrino, uh, you know, that first year wasn't 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 a great year for us. Uh, but we, you know, we won a few football games. But uh, the, the idea was let, let's let's be a tough football team. Let's be let's be a team that no one wants to play because they know we're dangerous. And uh, the mentality of that that locker room changed in year one, and that bled bled into year two. And you know, I think the the excitement with uh, with Sam Pittman right now is that people feel like it's the first tough football coach we've had, uh, first football coach with some with a little bit of uh, a little bit of something to it uh, that that maybe the kids are uh, you know there there's there's some there's an attitude there uh, about the way they approach the game that it hasn't hasn't been had over the last. Uh, over the last few staffs, so I think I think that locker room has got to change the way they approach the game of football, and I'm excited to see how they how they run out there for the first time. Yeah, I wanted to ask you just about Sam Pittman in general. It seems like there's just a big unknown because we've never seen him at this level as a head coach before. But but what do you make of Sam Pittman and just the job he's done so far, and especially the staff he's hired, uh, specifically with Kendall Bryles being the offensive coordinator as well as the quarterbacks coach. Well, again, it's so hard to tell. We don't have much to really base it off of. But the, the perception is that, you know, he's, he's one, he's got a tremendous amount of experience and, and you know, in passion. I think you see a tremendous amount of passion when he coaches the game of football and, and a, a want to be here at Arkansas. And then he surrounds himself uh, with a staff that are – Known to be some some kind of tough-minded guys, with especially Barry Odom on the defensive side, which has a has kind of a strong personality. Kendall, you know, has more creative. I, I kind of see him as more of a creative mind, but but a, but a, but a strong personality as well. And so, you know, these 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 guys, I think he surrounded himself with are, are kind of down-home guys too. They're not uh, they're not flashy. They're not going to wear a sports coat in uh, to the office. They're going to be. They're going to be football coaches, and I think he surrounded himself with with guys that are football minded, football mentality type guys, and and that's certainly different than the last staff for sure. Tyler, what's your thoughts on Felipe Franks? Um, you know, seeing him playing at Florida and now transferring into Arkansas, uh, how much do you know about him, and uh, just what are your thoughts on maybe seeing him play on film before? Well, I mean, I, th- I think for the first time, I'm thankful that we're not uh, debating who the quarterback's going to be on on Saturday. You know, I mean, we just for the last three or four seasons, it's just been like uh, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be, and it's just uh, with, without that decision, it just creates uncertainty everywhere, all over the field, and on you know, in the doubt of other other players that surround you know the team and. And then, uh, you know, in the first quarter, whoever we throw out there doesn't, doesn't play well. Then we rotate another guy in, and then it's just like, well, this season's going to be uh, <laughs> going to be interesting. You don't have that feeling this year. At least you know who the guy's going to be. And Felipe Franks is uh, obviously a, uh, a very talented player and, and uh, recruited to play at every major college in the country and then went to a major college, the uh, University of Florida, had some success uh, there early, and, and then you know he, we 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 wind up getting him. And uh, I, I think probably the most talented, uh, being able to throw and run the football uh, type of quarterback we've had in in a really really long time. So uh, I, I'm excited to see him play. 
We'll continue our discussion with Tyler Wilson here in just a second. But first, though, folks, I got to tell you about BuiltBar.com. Everyone wants convenient, easy, quick, but healthy when it comes to their food and when it comes to their snacks. And that's luckily what for you, what Bill Bar is all about. They're made great for the health conscious guy where you can lose or maintain your weight while indulging in something that actually tastes really good. They are low calorie, low sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, which is really what you want when it comes to eating healthy bars, as well as some new flavors. I got to tell you about this. I got peanut butter, got coconut almond, cherry barcia. Is that barcia or barca? Barcha? Barcha? I have to try that because I don't even know how to pronounce it. But cookies and cream is there as well. I've been trying these a lot, and I've been going through them, and every one of them tastes amazing. Apple Almond Crisp is one of my favorites. They got carrot cake. They have them all. So many different flavors, and they're all very healthy. And luckily for you here on this podcast, we are offering you the deal of a lifetime. When you go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you can get $10 off your next order at BillBar.com. It's the best thing you can possibly do right now, folks. It's easy. It's great. It works. It helps. And it's a deal you cannot pass up. Again, go to builtbar.com slash uh, and just and enter in the promo code locked on. You'll get $10 off your next order at builtbar.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, Tyler, I was actually going to ask you because you went through uh, an experience with Petrino where there were there was quarterback competition. And uh, we know that uh, in the early goings of your career, you went up against Ryan Mallett. And then when Mallett left, it was it was you and Brandon Mitchell that were kind of going at it. So kind of walk through the process of how Petrino handled picking who QB1 was going to be. Was it something he identified early? Well, like, how did that process play out? Yeah, I mean, Petrino didn't name a guy early. But, I mean, I think everybody knew Ryan had the nod early. And I definitely uh, think he might have played up to Brandon Mitchell and I thing a little bit. I, I think... Uh, I felt like I was the guy, and and then behind me, Brandon Allen felt like he was the guy, uh, and then Austin Allen carried it. But since then, you know, it's just been it's been a wishy-wash uh, feel of who, who's going to be the quarterback on on Saturday, and and so you know, I think every coach has their style of how they play that room and how they play that game with with uh, trying to keep you know not trying to uh, maybe make a guy too comfortable early on in camp. But I, I think what Sam Pittman realized early on, uh, separate from, you know, what happens in that room, what happens in the culture of that locker room, uh, you know, just for the state as a whole, we got a, we got a legit guy. Let's go ahead and, and put our eggs in this guy's basket. Let's go. Um, and, and sometimes that uncertainty uh, doesn't allow a kid to mature and doesn't allow a kid to, to embrace the role because he's not sure if he's going to be the starter or the backup on Saturday. And at least Felipe knows that, you know, early on, very early on, he's going to be the guy for this football team. And and you can kind of mature and grow once you know what the expectation of it is. So, Tyler, um, going into a game, and we're talking about your experience specifically, now we know that Felipe Franks is the starter, but when you go back to your first shot at it in your experience where this is something that happens you have to be prepared at all times because of injury you know you're one injury away from stepping on the field then take us through that and how that all shook out for you in that moment because as you know as fans with us watching on tv we felt one way but tell us how you felt in that moment 
Well, I guess you're you're referring. You guys have me on today because it's eight days, uh, eight days. That's till, right. Uh, till football season, and and uh, I guess my my first time out on the field in a in a big moment was against uh, was against Auburn and uh, Cam Newton in, in that game, which uh, was uh, was a high scoring, fun battle back and forth, offensive performance, and and Ryan goes out early as you mentioned, and and I come in the game and. And I think there was a lot of uh, – I did a hog pod, did the hog pod with Bo Mattingly not too long ago, and I thought Bo did a tremendous job of kind of walking through uh, the, the moment there that I entered the game. And, and as a backup, that you always have to be prepared. Uh, and and you never know really when it's going to be your day. And, and that's uh, the mystique and intrigue of being the backup quarterback uh, and then just being the quarterback uh, in general. And so uh, that was a, such a fun day for me because you, you really didn't see it coming. You knew that when you get an opportunity, you hoped you'd be able to make the most of it. You felt pretty good uh, about your abilities as a player and maybe some resentment that you weren't the guy and that uh, the state didn't know much about you and that you, you, know, you had uh, you kind of put your, your baseball career on pause and hadn't been playing baseball even though Van Horn was <laughs> – but I think, you know, come, you know, over on the off seasons and Trino wasn't going to let that happen for me. Uh, but, you know, you, you get your shot and you get your opportunity. And some days, uh, some days are just special days. And that one certainly was for me. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, you know, we, we just had a really good football team and we had really good players uh, surrounding me uh, and, and uh, really good wide receivers and, and a good offensive line and a good defense that year. And, and uh, you know, I was able to come in and, and, and insert myself in an unbelievable environment with Gary Danielson and Brent Lundquist on the, on the, on the game that day because it was a CBS game. And, and uh, I remember the sky cam rolling up back behind my head when I'd entered the huddle. And, and uh, uh, you know, I guess 15 of 16 and 16 of 17 uh, passing, or, you know, early on in that that series uh, when I entered the game was was just one of those days that doesn't happen very often. And, and uh, you know, you hope that as you watch, uh, you know, this unfold, you hope nothing happens to Felipe Franks in this football season and in a condensed football season. But um, you know, it's also also an opportunity for somebody else to to make their mark. And uh, so that, that's always fun to see that when that happens uh, to, to a player. Uh, certainly, you hate to see something happen to a starter, but when a, when a backup comes in and does really well, it's a, it's a lot of fun to see. We'll continue our discussion with Tyler Wilson here in just a second, but first this. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Tyler, I know that uh, during that time especially, and we've talked about it before with you, about you know the wide receivers that you had, because obviously you had a lot of talent there. Greg Childs, Joe Adams, Jarius Wright, Kobe Hamilton, had Chris Gregg, DJ Williams at the tight end position. I mean, you had some playmakers, which uh, is always a quarterback's best friend to, to be able to make some plays. And Arkansas has got some wide receivers this year that they're hoping can make some plays uh, as well. But uh, but talk about what it meant to as a quarterback having those weapons around you, where you did have that offensive line, and how much easier those great wide receivers made it on a quarterback to when you threw it, you knew they were going to be there, and you knew that they could make a play. Well, you know, I mean, the wide receivers are are, are special, uh, but I mean, it takes so much more. Yeah, you know, I look at go back to my senior year, I lost a lot of those wide receivers and lost a lot of the offensive line that I had. Uh, you know, you're. 
Uh, I go back to uh, uh, you know Texas A&M my senior year. I think I threw it 64 times uh, you know, on the hog pot with Bo. I said, I said, you know, I just felt like I was having to hold up the expectations of in uh, the, the the feelings of two and a half to three million people that live in the state of Arkansas that had, you know, uh, obviously with uh, the, the, the all the challenges that we had going into that season with mixing up and changing of staff and coaches and. Uh, everything we, you know, you, you just, you, you really admire what what we were able to accomplish the previous two years, but and, and you take some of those things for granted sometimes because having those those skilled players and and then having a having a coach that demands excellence on a on a day to day basis is so huge, and you know, demanding that those wide receivers, demanding that the offensive line, and demanding that the defense uh, be where they're supposed to be, and 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 demand excellence on tape and on film and the, all those things help a quarterback out because people are where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there in terms of timing and routes and and you know uh, just a few uh, just a uh, separate from the names on the back of their jerseys but uh, you know even just 365 days in a calendar year later uh, so much can change and so. You know, to insert, uh, you know, kind of what you're talking about there, John, into where we're at with Arkansas Razorback football today, uh, you know, we're 365 days different than we were last year. And so uh, I- I'm so hopeful that we can see a football team that's much improved, that's much more disciplined, that is so much more uh, intact and in line, and, and certainly athletes help. But but uh, I think, I think it-, it could be really interesting to see what we see on the football field on Saturday. And Tyler, you mentioned throwing the ball 64 times in a game. What what is the most you've thrown the ball in a game? And we saw Joe Burrow last night throw the ball 61 times. Mm-hmm. And we know yeah. that quarterbacks like throwing the ball, but what is it like in a moment like that? Are you are you wanting some sort of running game, or you want to run it more at times? How are you feeling in that moment? You know, it's it's like uh, sometimes you want you you certainly want the ball when you're the quarterback, and and. Uh, Sometimes you feel like the best chance for us to move the ball is is uh, is when you're throwing it. Uh, that's the way I felt. The best chance we we have in moving the football sometimes is throwing the ball. The offensive line guys will say, "Well, the best chance we got to run it." So <laughs> uh, you know you kind of battle and uh, battle that back and forth a little bit. And uh, so, you know every year is a little bit different. You got uh, you got weaknesses and you got strengths in, in certain years and. And uh, I think that probably maybe set the record in Arkansas for <laughs> pass attempts in a in a game. So that might be the that might be the most I've threw in a game. I, I have to go back and look at that number. I, I think it was way up there though. Um, and uh, you know, you, you certainly are not in the best position when you're throwing the ball that many times a game. I can promise you, you need a little relief because the stress level is uh, is high because every every decision you make is is a is a is a potential disaster but it's also you know something that you're trying to avoid and you're trying to get the ball in uh, positive positions every time you make a decision when the ball leaves your hands that you're ultimately responsible for uh and you either cost your team or you you, you give your team a, an advantage and so yeah that that's a challenge and joe uh, Burrow, my goodness, like 61 times uh as a rookie in the nfl that's a that's a lot to ask for for a newbie well, Tyler, we just got a couple minutes left, man. I have to ask you this because we've been having a lot of people giving us their favorite Tyler Wilson memories at Arkansas. 
Uh, a lot of people have been saying that Auburn game that we've brought up. Some have said the Texas A&M game uh, in 2011 with the big comeback. And people have been curious about you personally. What What is your favorite moment when you're playing at Razorback? Was there a play? Was there a game? Was it like what What is it that stood out to you? And what was your favorite moment as a Razorback quarterback? I, I think my favorite moment was walking off the field uh, here in Dallas. Uh, I'm in Dallas today, but uh, in Dallas. Uh, walking off the field and, and uh, beating Texas A&M. It was the last time we beat Texas A&M was, was when I was playing. And, and uh, you know, you just felt fulfilled because uh, it was uh, – it was the environment was incredible, one. But, uh, two, it, it set that, that season up to be what it ended up being, which was 11-win year. And also walking off the field, you know, as a Cotton Bowl MVP and, and winning 11 games and being in the top five in the country – uh, and the confetti in the confetti coming out of the, the sky. Those are memories that that I have as a Razorback. That uh, and, and as be, being a part of, uh, of of those teams and, and quarterbacking those teams to, to do some of those things are are pretty special. And and uh, it's definitely probably my favorite memories walking off after the Cotton Bowl win uh, here in Dallas. You know, Tyler's probably my favorite moment too, man, because I, I was, of course, in the stadium uh, for that game. But uh, really great matchup and a really great game overall and a great performance, I know, uh, by the Razorback football team for sure. Well, Tyler, man, we're up against it. But as always, we appreciate it. Uh, have a great weekend, man. I know Razorback football is upon us, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you throughout the football season. All right, my man? Let's go get them this weekend, see if we can. Uh, I'm just excited. Regardless of what happens, we got Razorback football on the on the, on the tube this weekend, and so that's uh, it's something to look forward to, and we'll, we'll continue to talk it up throughout the year. That, that sounds good. All right, Tyler. Have a good one, man. We appreciate it. See you guys. Well, appreciate everybody that's been listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.